resiliency. I mean, look, even Nicholas just said like a hundred times, Tiger's the best that I've ever seen. Would you all just leave me alone? Stop trying to Let me suffer. I just want to be miserable. Welcome back, everybody, to the Big Players Only Podcast, a partner of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. We are the best place to catch up on golf from around the world, including the golf of your favorite big players, Ben, Josh, Tyler, Tully, Colin, and Kenny Oneput. We're going to kick things off with our preview of the new X-Golf facility in the Westview Promenade. Eight massive simulator bays, two putt-view putting greens, gives you the line, tells you where to putt it. Just awesome stuff. Got to try the food. Owners are awesome. This place is going to be a vibe. Make sure you stay tuned for their grand opening. Should be in the next couple of weeks. And then we'll kick things over to the PGA Tour this past week. The American Express Championship, the amateur. Nick Dunlap, a sophomore at Alabama, takes home the crown, playing with Sam Burns and Justin Thomas in the final round. Multiple shot lead going into the final round, but we knew it was going to be a challenging one for him. A little adversity early on, but brought it home strong. A huge win for him, and we'll share with you some of our thoughts from this past week at the American Express. And then we'll round out the episode with our predictions for 2024, some of our predictions for the pro circuit, major winners, etc., and then we'll wrap it up with predictions for the BPO, our personal golf games for this coming year. We got everyone in the room will be in our golf league on Thursday nights. Just incredible stuff. We'll give predictions for who we think is going to have the best year, what kind of birdie numbers we're going to put up, and then a little bit on what Tyler and Collins' local rivalry will be like in 2024. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you haven't yet, head on over to Instagram and follow us at BigPlayersOnlyPod and give our most recent reel some love. Our preview from XGolf produced a very exciting teaser for anyone that's looking to go try out the place. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, the boys are back, and we got we got some uh, some fun stories to tell. We got to preview the new X Golf facility going into where the old Champions Bar is there at the Westview Promenade. I think when we all saw this was coming to town, we're like, oh, we, you know, we're in such a desert here. Like, if you got to drive forty minutes to Top Golf, or you got to go all the way out to Baltimore for five irons. So there's really no simulators or indoor places to golf around here. Some of the golf courses I think maybe have a simulator here or there, but this will be a big scale place that. Family and friends can go. You can take large parties to get lots of golf in, get lots of drinks and food in. But let's talk a little bit about it. How'd you guys like it? Tyler, how'd you like it? Unfortunately, I was the only <laughs> one who was not able to Tyler make was it because absent. I do have a real nine to five. But I was very jealous of all the stories that I heard from the boys that we're all about to hear right now. Yeah, so I had absolutely no prior experience with an indoor facility. So I really had no idea what to expect. Obviously, we had seen some pictures, but I was expecting to walk in and kind of see a couple simulators, maybe some places to sit. Not this like full scale, really nice bar restaurant area, like really, really well thought out space with the simulators spread out and a lot of good spots to hang out. I mean, this is a place that you can go with non-golf people and hang out. I, you know, I, again, thought it would just be golfers go play nine, 18 holes and leave, but it's a place you can go with your family, with your significant others, you know, friends, things like that. Spend a lot of time, have a nice meal, have some drinks and, you know, just enjoy the time overall. So the, the floor plan itself is like similar to the old champions where the, the simulators just completely outline the entire, 
uh, space. And then the inside space is just full of tables and couches and TVs. And they even have a few dart boards. So I completely agree. Like it's going to be a place where a few buddies can get together, go play, but then bring their wives and children and stuff and have a great time. So I have a stupid question and maybe they went over there, uh, but is this like a 21 and up place because they're serving beer and all that stuff? Or is it family friendly? Do we know? I believe it's family friendly. Cause I mean, he's, he's a family man. He's got two kids. They're running around going crazy there. Obviously it's not open yet, but I get the impression like it's meant to kind of give you that Good. full vibe. There's all sorts of different games you can play on the simulators and stuff. So you can make it, you know, great for, those of us that play a lot of golf or you could also adapt it to like, Oh, it's a driving range or there's like, there's some game doubles playing. That's just about like getting us, you know, points if you can, similar to like what you get at a top golf. So I think there's like a lot of different options out there. Plus they have like the putting greens and all that kind of stuff that, you know, it, it has like the, the projector showing like the lines and all that different stuff for it. So you kind of get a little bit of everything. Yeah. Just we'd imagine if we had that as when we were 12 for like the oh, winter yeah. birthday parties, that would be amazing instead yeah. of laser tag every year. All right. February 13th. We're all going. <laughs> The putting greens had the projector had like a game that you could just play like putt your ball around and pop bubbles. Interesting and like beer pong, and beer pong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and cool. the the putt view thing again something I had never seen. It it's a contoured like artificial green and it shows you like the exact breaks and it shows you the contour lines and then you play games and it's you get the tiger vision. It shows you if you putt it straight, this is where it's going to go and and kind of gives you the line. And again, it's something that you can really either have fun with or go there and actually kind of work on your, your stroke. So you've got the tiger vision does like the uh, green vibrate too. So like, like, you don't get the full impact. <laughs> I think Dub's hands were a little clammy. That's pumping. just when you have an audience. You get that <laughs> yeah. The camera was rolling. So I definitely felt that. Yeah. Dub, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that it's, everything seems well thought out. Like, the space there's they put one simulator right right within the front door where the big glass windows are so that people walking by can like watch or just see other people playing and be like oh yeah i want to go in and do that they also have a, like was it just one or two simulators set like in this back area with like this big glass sliding door so you could like theoretically rent that out for like a private event or a party yeah. or i think they're going to have like a pro that comes there and gives lessons back there like everything was just already thought of and i just think it's going to be a great concept for this area yeah and then they they had the that back room that like they're going to do like full-on lessons and they i think he said he had two different pros that were going to be associated with it uh one the, from the one pro i know mike dixon from little bennett he just got like awarded top 100 instructor in the united states and he even has like a really like almost like the sean foley uh pro center thing mm -hmm. he's got his own tool called the lag master so like talk about like that's a good catch for these guys. I mean, if you're looking to go get golf lessons during the winter, not a lot of these golf courses have indoor facilities, and you can't really get access to these good coaches unless you're willing to go out and bear, like, the 40-degree temperatures <laughs> on the range. So Mike Dixon will be there, and he's a great resource for anyone. Yeah, and they're they're also, what, they're going to have leagues on, like, three or four days a week or something like that that are, like, it's, like, three, three-person match play teams or something. Yeah, I saw it, how it worked? Monday and Tuesday – uh, and then I think on Wednesday they have seniors and women's flights as well. But yeah, it's three v three. So find two friends, three of you sign up. I think it's a thousand bucks, and it's probably a three, two or three month long uh, weekly league. You're probably going in playing eighteen. You develop a handicap, and I think you know doing the math, it looks like it's probably going to be something like you know thirty, forty bucks every time you go in. You're going to get eighteen holes in. Yeah, and speaking of that, I think what he said it was what sixty dollars an hour uh, if you wanted to rent a bay, and you can have up to six golfers in there. So. You know, if all of us go in, you want to just go play nine holes, or something like that. It, you know, it's realistically, and he said maybe it takes like an hour or so if you're just one guy going in there playing 18. I think reasonably you could probably go a little faster than that if you really wanted to. You can get it. 
in. It's really $10 an hour for you to go play around the golf. That's significantly cheaper than, you know, going out with the boys at an actual course. So like, especially on rainy days, all that kind of shit, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's really fast paced. Like I thought the slowest part of the process was the putting just because it takes a while lack to get of used to. <laughs> yeah. Lack of talent. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you can't really get a feel for the speed until you play a couple holes. Cause you like, I'm sure every course has different speeds, but I think when we played it, every putt that was inside like seven feet was good. So if you're just looking to go have fun, make that, make that like 12, 14 feet, whatever, like, you know, just no three putt kind of make kind it maim and gimme range and you know, call it just pick it up. Yep. No, but all in all, like we started off with the, with the range, right. Just hitting some shots, getting warmed up. Then we went and did like some closest to the pins at Pebble beach. We played holes at, at Kiowa or not Kiowa. Um, Kapalua. We did Kiowa. We did Kapalua. Like I think they have 46 courses and we recognize at least half of them as pretty major championship <clears throat> caliber courses. So it's a, it's a shame they don't have like a record book there or something. Cause Ben steps up, hits our first shot and flushes <laughs> a like seven iron that carries about 240 and he turns to matt and is like is this thing juiced like did that go 30 percent farther than average he's like no we've had a lot of people in to verify these things and and that man like you know everybody's jaws on the ground of like how the hell did you just hit it that far and again something no one's gonna touch uh, going in there after him although the best part was he then steps up to hit another seven iron thinking ah oh, maybe that was a yeah. weird one <laughs> Claims he thins it a little bit, and then it goes like 275. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of roll. A lot, yeah. a lot of wind. I think it was downwind. Yeah, it was downwind first yeah. hole of uh, um, St. Andrews, I think. <laughs> no. something Typical like Benny just turns and goes, huh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the smash factory wanted. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, the simulator show when you're hitting range balls, show like all the stats of your swing, and the one was the smash factor. And Ben goes, see that? It's 1.5. 1.5 is perfect smash <laughs> <laughs> I would say I felt like my shots were going a little further than usual, but I don't know. The driver felt pretty spot on. I think it was carrying right around 300 where I normally do. I felt like the irons maybe just – I feel like because I compressed the ball a little bit, it, it maybe thought it was going a little bit further. But I just it's just a little something to get used to. I wouldn't say it's it's very consistent. Maybe it's I'll the TP5 that. picks that he has. Yeah, that, that, that's what you're yeah. playing with in balls. the simulators. You're playing with a, a TP5 ball, which is kind of like nice if you are one of the, someone that's really like is a high-end golfer kind of thing. You get the – that nicer, maybe more accurate feel to your game than, say, you go to Top Golf and it's that little ball with a chip in it that is a brick. Right. And I know why they use those balls, too, because, like, the more... Visual. Yeah, no, I guess the more, like, designs that are on a golf ball, you can see how much it spins better on a camera. So, like, the more the more the picks things actually help the, the camera pick up spin and launch angle a lot better. Do we want to talk about the hole that we played at St. Andrews, number one? I didn't get to play because I, I was injured, so I definitely didn't take a single swing. Well, I think if I played that hole again, I would go with a different strategy because I chose to go 170 off the tee and then a 208-yard <laughs> shot in over the creek. Which you put to, what, 20 feet and then... Your second shot was amazing. There, I like, thought, so, so I thought your first shot was going to roll out more, but it didn't. But then you're left 200 in. And, you know, if anyone knows St. Andrews, number one is like, you know, it's a it's a fairly short par four, but there's a there's a little stream, that, a burn that runs right in front of the green. And this pin was maybe 10 feet over the burn. So it's just like, what do you got to do? Don't go in the water. And Colin's 200 yards out, and I'm like, this guy already hits it kind of low. Like, this is not looking pretty for him. He probably carried the water by two feet. It hops up in the air and goes right on the green to 20 feet. It was I think beautiful. I landed it on the top of the bulkhead. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> w takes driver off the D, lands it a little left, one hops into the water. Right in the water. And then Matt helps us walk through kind of just, it's just like a one-click thing to take your little drop, drop back right behind the water, throws it up on the green kind of thing. I went down the fairway. I think I had 90 yards in and... Like I said, just felt like felt like my distances were just a little long. So I go like to the back edge of the green. I think I got like a hundred foot putt, 
I leave it like 40 feet short. <laughs> and then my next putt, uh, next putt goes like 15 feet by. Long story short, I think I six putted. So It took Ben six putts to get inside of seven feet to get the game. <laughs> yeah. Literally, all you got to do is get inside seven feet. I couldn't even do it. I will say MVP of the simulator, Kenny one putt. The oh, guy, yeah. The guy Kenny's absolutely tore up Spyglass Hill. He shredded One it. under through like 12 holes. And he won the closest to the pin. He stuck it to like seven feet at Pebble. Yeah. Yeah, check out our reel. We put a video up. We got a couple tee shots at... At the old course, and then Kenny one putt sticking it on number seven at Pebble Beach. Did you guys change the difficulty settings for him, or what, what happened? <laughs> it was like a quick little button we could press to make it easy. No, but all in all, a great time. We'll be back, guys. Keep an eye out. We're going to try to set up some events with them, get some closer to the pin competitions, have everyone out, do some uh, do some big uh, housewarming for them, because it's, it's a place that's going to be here for a long time, and we really enjoyed it. All right, let's jump into golf from this past week on the PGA Tour, right? We're kind of we're getting into the swing here. We had our Hawaii events. We did the Century. We did the Sony. Those are fun to watch because the weather's great while it's cold here. Now we're getting into the California swing. The first event was the American Express Championship. It's a pretty solid field. When I was looking at it, I didn't expect it because sometimes these guys are still kind of waiting until the Genesis, right? The Genesis is usually like the first big event for these guys, maybe waste management when it was elevated. Um, but we had a really great field. And the storyline of the week was the fact that Nick Dunlap, an amateur, a sophomore at Alabama, won the tournament. First time an amateur has won on the PGA Tour since like the early 90s when Phil Mickelson won. 30 years, I think. That's unbelievable, right? We've seen lots of guys play really well. I think Michael Thorne Bjornsson played really good at the Travelers, came like top three. Sam Bennett, really good at the Masters, which is another kind of ode in itself because that's a major. But we've seen lots of good amateur performances, but this is the first time we've had a winner. A lot of 30-year streaks breaking. I mean, there was the Lions getting the NFC Championship for Colin. What's more Which was actually longer from that happening (laughs) since the amateur went on tour. First time in my life. Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty crazy time for sports in general. So Nick Dunlap's paired with Justin Thomas and Sam Burns, right? Like two like stalwarts on the PGA Tour, some of the best golfers in the world, guys that are fairly young but have really earned their stripes on the PGA Tour. Dunlap, like, goes in the water on number seven, I think, takes a double bogey. You're kind of thinking, oh, like, you know, great, great tournament kid. Like, this is just where it's probably going to spiral. Fights back. He's a couple down in the back nine, makes back-to-back birdies. All of a sudden, he's, like, all square with Sam Burns, and then Burns dunks one in the water on 17, the par three, and all of a sudden, Nick Dunlap only has to make par on 18 to win his first PGA Tour title. And, you know, a little up and down, and, yeah, it's in the record books. Yeah, so he shoots a 60 in round three and has, what, a four or five shot overnight? Yep. And again, being an amateur, and uh, how many of these tournaments has he played in? I don't... This is only his, his fourth I don't think he's PGA played in Tour many. Event. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously miscut, he's... miscut, miscut, win. Like, cruised through the amateur circuit this past year, had a hell of a year, but... Uh, so he goes out, struggles early on, and like you said, he, like, bound a way to, to get his game back and, and fought it and made an unbelievable par and... You know, fan to drive way outright, hitting the crowd, got a good bounce, and made a, a very clutch up and down to uh, win zero dollars and zero FedEx <laughs> Cup points. <laughs> um, but speaking of, like, <clears throat> con- congrats to Christian Bezadenud for getting that first place prize. Yeah, first right. place yeah, FedEx like, points. Didn't even have to win it. <laughs> Is this just something like nobody ever thinks about? Of like how little sense this makes? Like, put it in a trust account for him when he turns <laughs> pro. He gets his money because he won it. You're not wrong. Especially, Tully, you raised a good point. Like, with the NIL, all the NIL stuff going on, you'd think that by now they'd be getting something if they go out on the PGA Tour and tear it up like yeah, that. Yeah, so Amex should go sign him to a $1.5 million NIL deal, right? I mean, I was gonna say, at least give him a nice credit card. I think he's going to get something. I don't think he's going to walk empty-handed. But well, I'm sure he's going to get plenty of NIL money now. Unless, of course, because he, he can always just be like, all right, screw it, I'm going to turn pro because now I have eligibility to everything. 
Um, so that's actually going to be, to my opinion, one of the most interesting storylines. Where does he play at in college? Alabama. Alabama. Roll Tide Roll. So Saban's gone. Dunlap's going to leave, too. It's all their greats. They're just I saw leaving. where he's actually the candidate to replace the new head coach yeah. of football team. <laughs> so he could stay for his senior – well, I guess it's not a senior sophomore, year. Yeah. But stay to try and win a national championship. I don't know how good their team is. It's solid. But then turn pro after that. He's already in the Masters, which I guess is the only tournament. USN. And whenever he turns pro, he's got – all the exemptions. He's got his tour card for Five three, years. four years, something like that. He's in all the majors this year. So, I, you know, there's really no rush other than him wanting to make a lot of money. But there's also, there's the, also time. He could never win again on tour and not really make much how, money. How does that work? So he his, like, exemptions don't start until he turns pro or – like, does he have to turn – like, do his exemptions start within the next, like, year? Oh, I think he can still go out there and, like, play now in any event he wanted to. Or I guess, I mean, maybe there are some limitations, but he can go into, like, all of the uh, elevated events. Like, so he is in the Genesis. Oh, I thought he had to he turn pro no, I before think he, to do I think that. he oh, – okay. Because he has a full card. Yeah. He had, like, he's just – he can just maintain amateur status and not <clears throat> take the paycheck when he goes out and plays right. in these events. That is my understanding of it. Did you see when he was walking up to 18? And so he flares his drive right, but that doesn't hit anybody. But then his second, so water lines 18 all the way up to the left. And his second shot also goes way right because he's just got to, he's just thinking like, don't make a big number. Okay. Even if you make bogey, you're in a playoff, right? So we're just trying to make Paul. Well, going into that, he thought he could make bogey and win it. He didn't know until much he later he had a two on. Shot league yeah, they know birdied 18. Unreal birdie. And so his second shot goes into the crowd, gets a pretty solid bounce, just kind of below the green. And he's walking up the fairway with JT, right? A fellow Bama alumni. So they got some mutual friendship there. And JT's like, oh, is that the first time you've hit a fan? And he's like, oh, no. When I played in the U.S. Open, I think I hit one on every shot. (laughs) Just funny. It's funny perspective. Like six months ago when he played in the U.S. Open, he didn't have his game and then comes out and wins a PGA Tour event. Tough scene for uh, old Sam Burns there. I mean, an absolute meltdown. I mean, he completely lost his swing in the last two holes because he did that on eight or 17, hit in the water, terrible swing, hit not a great approach shot from there. Hits his 18th tee shot into the water and just really limped in. And, you know, he's a guy who's won before on the big stage, and you thought he would just kind of cruise into a an easy victory having all that experience. But, you know, it just goes to show doesn't necessarily always translate. Yeah, I think when you have a weakness in your game for the guys on the PJ Tour, like it always rears its head when it's not supposed to, like when you're coming tight down the stretch. And Sam Burns is a pretty below-average iron player. And so an Ireland green on 1,780 yards, it just reared its head there. He dunks it in the water. And I think, yeah, he just pretty much checked out after that. That hole looks so hard. Yeah. <coughs> like I think, did they say that it was the hardest hole in the course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. As a par three, that's pretty nuts. And, and that, not even that long. It's a... It, it's eerily similar, I mean, I'm sure very intentionally, to Sawgrass, 17-18. Like, all the like Island Green, all that water. That's 18, a good point. I didn't think about water. 18, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely an interesting stadium set up. But it's just like, this is why I love the PGA Tour. And I mean, I love just golf in this, in this regard because you have, like, the amateur pro split and kids can be, like, you know, make a run like this. And I just, you don't quite see it, like, in the, in the live perspective quite yet. But we'll see how these entities kind of merge in the future. But I just want to keep... You know, golf is so special when a guy like Nick Dunlap wins a PGA Tour event because you just don't expect it. But then guys making millions of dollars on live for just showing up, it just it loses some of that that spectacle for me. Assuming more people continue to go to live or as more people go to live, you're going to have more opportunities for kids like this or people like this who haven't really had been on that stage yet on the PGA Tour. So it's, it's pretty exciting. It's true. 
All right, let's round our episode out. So we got, you know, 2024 season coming up. You know, we got some ex-golf in, but, you know, we are not going to be able to get out of the course probably until the March time frame. But, you know, we got our season kind of getting in the throws here on the PGA Tour. What are you guys' predictions for 2024, pro and BPO? All right, we'll go with the pro predictions from Kenny Oneput. His top pro prediction is that Victor Hovland takes home another major. Doesn't seem too far off base. And I'm not surprised Ken said that one bit. Another major? Wait, yeah. Another? Can, yeah. Can you clarify Anyone else? that? <laughs> I'm looking around like one. trying to go back through last year. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't catch he, he won the tour championship and Ken's come, maybe comes in second that. at St. Yeah. Andrews yeah. in 2022. Comes in second. At, that's, uh, a, that's a very controversial take. Tour <laughs> championship. It's a great take, Ken. Major. I guess he thinks he's going to win two. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> another. Another, another one. one. The Ryder Cup is a major. So, majorly important. Yeah. I can't. I cannot believe this. <laughs> this is so funny. All right, Rocky Star. I'm just reading this off like I'm not even thinking about it. Like, oh, uh, Ken thinks Vic's going to win two majors this year. I guess. <laughs> what else Ken got for us? He says that uh, he thinks that Scotty's going to have a setback season. He'll drop out of the top five in the world. Top whoa. Very bold. Mm, that's pretty big. There's literally I, nothing he's, about... He's going to be playing with his dog and hurt his foot, I think. Or ping pong and hurt his knee. Those are the two possibilities. I think if Scotty Scheffler putts with Happy Gilmore's hockey putter, he still wouldn't <laughs> drop out of the top five in the world. And then it, it, this one's fun. I think that this one's probably... This one is like has the most hope. The other ones are quite outlandish, but Morikawa becoming world number one at some point during this season. Reach. What is bold. he now? I like that one. I, I bet you he's not top 15. Colin Morikawa is 12th. Ah! One off. What's Price is right. He, he didn't win it all last year, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, maybe early in the season. Yeah, no, he didn't. He had that yeah. meltdown. He had that meltdown at the, the century, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Morikawa gets two or three PGA Tour wins in a major. I think that could happen. And I don't know. There's just something about Morikawa that's like, you know it's all there. You know the talent's there. It's just probably the putty and the short game. Short game. That's another interesting... I don't know if you guys have been watching Vic over these first few tournaments of the year, but so he dropped that short game coach that took him from being like... Bad. Just really bad to actually being almost elite. And his short game is starting to trend down again. His uh they did some side by sides of like him how he's leaning into his pitch shots, and it's like he was leaning a lot more previously, and now he's leaning back without his old coach. And we might see a little regression There's, there. In there short has game. to be some sort of big controversy there. Like, did anything come out? Like like you said, he goes from being terrible to elite, and then he fires his coach. I'm sure they just have a falling out or something. I don't know. I mean, it, he's got other coaches in that position. Maybe yeah. he's going with some kind of other some kind of other ideology, but yeah, I'm surprised to see. I mean, when you get that much success with the coach, kind of like when we saw Lydia Coe and Sean Foley split up, right? Like that was more location based, but maybe something like that going on. All right. What do you guys got for pro predictions? I don't know if you're gonna be able to top Ken's here. I'll, I'll get mine out of the way here. Cause I think it's going to happen, but we'll see what you guys think. I'm going to say Tiger's going to make the cut at three of the four. Majors. Ooh, wow. I love that. Wow. Love that. With a cart. Nah, no cart. He, he doesn't need. It'd be he's four, good at making it four of four if he had a cart. Every, yeah, every time healthy. he plays and he doesn't do well, it's like, okay, I'm done. I, I'm not going to get my hopes up. But again. then every time he plays, you're like, I'm in. Up. And then Tip says that I'm like, I'm all in. But I feel like like the last videos we've seen of him, he's actually looked for him pretty healthy. He's moving around pretty good. He's got the 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 new tiger smile on his face all the time. I think he's just going to play loose as long as the body holds up, which we know is. Obviously a wild card, but I, if he can just maintain and manage to show up 90% of what he is now, I think he'll make three or four cuts. Speaking of, does anyone have any guess when we're going to see him? He hasn't committed to play like the Genesis or anything, right? Has I he? think he's going to play the, he's It'll be play the Genesis. Think he will? Yeah, I think he might play at Pebble Beach, too. It's an elevated Ooh, event. Well, that's two weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, One we week. saw him play at the Hero, so he's, he's he definitely in, he's in competition shape. It's just how much he wants to play. 
can he play in that? Uh, he, that's, a yeah, he, can, he can play in whatever. Yeah, he wants. I'm sure yeah, they, yeah. they would make. I think somehow. there's like a Tiger Woods role. Like no, actually, like that. There's one sponsorship exemption. Literally, for rare open circumstances. And when Tiger also, says he's not playing, it just goes like the next guy up. Also, sorry, sorry Tiger, you can't get on premises. <laughs> Speaking of Tiger again, yeah. How about his potential new line that's going to be with TaylorMade that's coming out? Sunday Red, yeah. Sunday Red, Sun, Sun yeah. spa- Space Day Space Red, yeah. SDR. SDR. Three, wor- three words. It looks like the Slozenger Light is what you're calling it, right, Kyle? Yeah, it looks like the Slozenger logo with a few extra lines in it. Uh, it's not bad though. I like it. I mean, I'm a little surprised. Well, I'm actually, I wouldn't say surprised. Maybe actually a tad disappointed to see Tiger go with a big mainstream brand like TaylorMade potentially. To you do want to go Malbon with the big pants? Well, maybe not Malbon, <laughs> but I don't know. Or even create his own brand. Like it just feels like Tiger's at that point in his career where it's like start forging your own path because he's just been with Nike for so long, and that was a great partnership and everything. But Nike is still Nike even without Tiger. I wish Tiger would kind of. You know, and TaylorMade's not into clothes, right? They kind of do like maybe some Peter Millar collab stuff at all, but it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, I kind of my guess is that it's just like Nike has been long, kind of just like we're kind of getting out of this whole golf thing. They dropped like, a lot of people. They've, you know, one, they got rid of their clubs and everyone left, and then it just kind of felt a little awkward, a little forced. I and think the they're balls just, they're just on their way out. Oh my god, did you see the shoes they put out today? They're no. literally slip-ons. Yeah, they're slip-on, nice. slip-on laceless Jordan 1 lows. Oh, I did see those pop up. Yeah, they yeah. look ridiculous. Just they look ma- like something Colin's going to buy. Just absolutely mailing Colin, Colin likes them. Colin's I probably need them with this them. ankle. That's true. He's been saving up his per diem to buy those. <laughs> <laughs> Patterns are so complex. So I just wanted to get back to the Tiger thing. So, yeah, the last time we saw Tiger play was at the Hero Challenge uh, down in, like, the Bahamas. So he shoots even, which is like not the worst. He, you know, I think 20 under won the thing. So, which Scotty Scheffler, right? But not a terrible performance. Like only 18, only 20 people. Made there. the cut. He comes in 18. Top 20 finish, right? Top 20 finish. We talked about that, how it's like an asterisk. But, you know, 75, 70, 71, 72. So, like, it seems like the game's there. You know, it's just all about going to a course that you know really well. And especially him at Augusta, right? If he feels healthy at Augusta, it's just, it's actually pretty crazy how he can contend with some of these guys that are in peak form. I mean, let's be honest. We're all going to be rooting for it. Oh, absolutely. Every time, every time Tiger tees it up, we're all rooting for him. Except and then, for your grandpa, right? He hates him. Yeah, a couple, <laughs> a couple people I know don't like him. And then it'll be back nine on Friday, and he's hovering on the cut line. He makes a double bogey, and he starts limping. Well, we, we did. Oh, right. Hadn't been he limping all week. We did see him at the PNC. He looked way healthier than any time in the last two years. I mean, he was actually able to walk. The walking looks pretty yeah, normal now. Normal. It's like the tiniest and little different game. And I think he's always struggled in these comebacks with a short game because he can't practice like he used to. And I think now that he's like physically able, we're not going to see that be nearly as much of a liability as it was, you know, that used to be his strength or one of his strengths was the short game, putting, chipping and all that. And he struggled last year and the year before with all these injuries. And so he might be able to have more time to put back into it. It was funny. I saw him when he was like playing around with the four play guys and he hit that one drive from his knees. That was like, cool. you, you know, he's, it's, it, he hit it fine, but he's it's like, you know, himself. he's feeling good yeah. Yeah. when he's at this point. He's like, I'm going to go hit a drive from my knees. Spin zone. Tigers are going to play every hole from his knees. <laughs> He'd kick my ass. Yeah, drove Riggs. <laughs> I'm looking at the courses. I feel like, what is it? Valhalla is probably going to be the hardest one for him in terms of like walking and stuff. Mm, I don't know. Like Pinehurst is, Relatively yeah, flat. Yeah, like there's flat there's some weird. Is Valhalla flat? I I, I, don't, I mean, I'm yeah, sure it's like a park. It's a park there's some elevation there. Yeah. Okay. And and then, it'll be long, so it'll be yeah. a long walk. Yeah, but I mean, long walk on a flat surface is a lot different than like walking Augusta, where it's just so hilly. That's the thing is Augusta is is killer. Like that's just an absolutely nightmare walk for him. What's the Open Championship course here? Troon. I know nothing about South that course. Irishire Royal Troon. Assuming pretty flat, right? Yeah, yeah. just linksy. Yeah. 
the courses seem, I guess, relatively accommodating to someone that can't walk well. So yeah, he struggled. Give him a chance. He struggled at what Southern Hills. He had to withdraw. Yeah, and I see Valhalla being a lot like Southern Hills. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's it's all in perspective too, because last year he was not in good shape, and his leg was definitely bothering him. The leg looks pretty normal now, and and I think so. When you talk about his chipping not being very good, that was him coming off of back injuries because back is when your back is messed up it's impossible to chip and putt, right? You can maybe do some full swing stuff, but bending over for a long period of time, short game and putting is impossible. Now with the leg, I feel like, I feel like he might come back a little bit. Like he's not, he's not, a, he's able to practice his short game a little bit more because the leg is not like the limiting factor. So anyways, what other predictions you got tip? Uh, that's my one for the year. <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to make too many predictions. That's my one for the year. I feel good about that. All right, no, no major winners. Nothing like that. Tigers. No. No, no, Tigers no. keep making three cuts <laughs> and winning three majors. No, no, no major Ken's, Ken's prediction can't come true. No, I'm I'm good. Let's let's throw yeah, it over yeah. to Dub. Dub. I think going got? on the major vein, I'm going to say it's uh, we're going to get a return of exciting major winners this year. Agreed. So I I think back to last year, Rom. It is what it was. It wasn't a very exciting Masters, I don't think. Oh, I don't know about that. Other Brooks than the and Rom falling. Brooks and Rom head to head's and, not bad. Uh, and then Brooks winning. I think he had a pretty comfortable lead. Uh, Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon That's were the, those are the two not very exciting stinkers, at yeah. all. And so this year, I think, you know, we're going to see some top guns battling it out in, in all these majors. We got some great destinations, Pinehurst, Troon, obviously Augusta, Valhalla. I don't, I don't think we've seen any golf there for a long time. You'll be busy. You won't uh, be able to watch that one. Yeah, could have been there. Uh, but anyway, like still can you know a, a mix of these <laughs> these top guns, and then we're we're seeing more and more of these young guys come in and compete. They're not scared to go up against these guys, and so I think we're going to see some more contention by these maybe even AMs, uh, definitely rookies and and first year guys. So like no predictions on who's winning the major. No, I'm not going. I'm not going that far. Oh, okay, I will. You know, I'm not. Gonna I will plant the flag on on any specific guys. Tully's going to say Jordan Spieth's going to win two majors. This wrong, year. wrong. All right, what do you got? No, I, I think. Hold if, on, let me get the part. If I'm going to, if I'm going to put a, a major prediction out there, I'm going to say, and it's combined with kind of what I saw this weekend. I'm going to predict JT at Valhalla, his home tournament. There, mm. he he's going to have quite a comeback this year. Again, we saw it this past weekend. I think he's rounding <laughs> back into form. I think he changed some things in the off season, and and it's going to be a uh, pretty epic homecoming for him. We watched some pretty sick highlights of the Ryder Cup at Valhalla and two players, right? It's the match that we watched, but I think it was the premier match of the week in the singles with Sergio playing Anthony Kim. And what I noticed from that match is that those two guys specifically were generational iron players. And I think JT fits that mold too. This is a course that's going to have a lot of 150 to 200 yard shots and you're going to have to make your hay with that. And that, that just screams JT to me. Uh, I'm going to say Jordan's going to win the PGA. Did you just place your bet? <laughs> I, I had it. I had it written in my notes app. I hadn't figured but out. You're placing it as we speak. Yeah, I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> uh, Brooks is going to come out and finally get over the, that master sump. We've seen him contend a bunch of times. I feel like predicting all is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm rattling all off right now. Yep. And then, obviously, Jordan winning that. Victor, Ken is right. He is going to win a major, just not another major. Not another. Um, he's going to he's getting the U.S. Open, and then Xander finally going to get over the hump at the Open. <laughs> you yeah. think Victor's going to win at Pinehurst <laughs> yeah. with his short game? It's going to come into form. That's what. That's why Maybe it's going to be a Brandon's caddy for him. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm telling you. I'm tell, put it in the books. If, plus, if he talks one million nine hundred or wait, no, nineteen million four hundred thirty-nine thousand nine hundred. It's an easy money. <laughs> what does your What does your one dollar bet pay out? One dollar one hundred ninety-four thousand. Isn't wow. it? That's a pretty good deal. That's a hell of a that's deal. Retirement money, good return. I, kid's gonna go to college. Hey, baby. that's that's less than if you would have put money on what the past three winners. What did that pay out? 
That like, like what was that bet for? That, that was I had to do uh, like five cents and then I got <laughs> yeah. like twenty million. I think that one was if if you put a dollar on Chris Kirk to win the the century, century. and then you took those winnings and rolled it into oh, you Grace, had to, roll to Grace and Murray winning yeah. the the Sony, then yeah, and then you did that into Dunlap winning the MX. You'd have like twenty million dollars. It's just so funny. Imagine putting a, like a fifteen twenty k bet on Nick Dunlap to win the Amex. Unbelievable. My other prediction for the year though is that Ludwig Ebert. Is just not going to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, I wait. He's not, not going. To. Yeah, he came in second in Rookie, oh. so he's not. Well, he's you're right. He won't. Oh, oh, I thought. Ah, shit. Oh, sorry. He's not going to do shit on the PGA Tour as he's, he's already he's done. He's going to regress. Yeah, I mean, I saw that coming a mile away, but yeah. you'll see. I'm standing by it. He just hasn't like. Tyler and I agreed on this that he'd like you, we were cra- Don't bring me we were, this. you agreed we were cra- you're in this <laughs> these people were crowning him like the next coming. And he just wasn't like. Oh yeah, he's just not. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm on that hill with and he, you. And like, Ludwig, you're oh, getting man. way all over him. Yeah, and he's just he hasn't shown that much. He's he'd played in what a couple PGA Tour events, and he did okay. What great? I mean, I think you're. Yeah, he I think won. That, I think he won the RSM Class. The dedu- it's not a real <laughs> tournament. Your deduction here just doesn't quite make sense to me. Like I could see you saying he's not going to be the star that we yeah. thought he was, but you're going to say he's just going to decline. He's <laughs> mid. He's based on what evidence? He's not. Tell you, he's not winning rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. See, what are those odds? <laughs> not good enough. Five dollar for one hundred ninety-three thousand. Y'all watch; it's gonna happen. One of these days, I'm gonna hit one of those, and you're all gonna just have to sit there, and we're gonna split it. Nope. All right, I'll go with my. I don't even know if it's a bold prediction, but I would just say I think this is my prediction for 2024. Amongst other things, I think, Rory's but this is what I'm willing to state <laughs> on the podcast. Is that final grouping in, in Augusta in 2024 will be Rory and Xander. But I think that Xander is going to take it. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing about Rory's game that doesn't says he can't win the Masters this year. I think he's been playing great. But there's just something about Xander Shoffley getting lost in the mix of all these new players and all these up-and-coming players like Vic and JT. And Xander's game is just as good. And he has the perfect kind of game to win at Augusta, the high draw. I think he just gets over the hump this year and, and gets another major. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, lost in the mix. Rory won this past weekend. I know his fourth and, hero. I mean, that's that's a pretty big field. He, uh, he him and his parent, his parents were there to do it with him, and he had like the little trophy, and they they told him to put up a four because it says fourth and third, second or third in a row, and fourth overall. His dad must have like a pretty mangled pinky, and he puts <laughs> his fingers up and he goes, "Rory, it's only three and a half." <laughs> they all lost it. It was pretty. Funny. That was a good accent he did there. Ben. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Spot on. <clears throat> Last PGA of Valhalla. Who won? Yeah, Roars. Rory. In the dark. Also, all right, yeah. Remember that time he had, like, the course record at a place and then came out and didn't make the cut? Speaking of, the last time that a PGA was held at Valhalla and the U.S. Open was at Pinehurst uh, was also in the same year, and Ricky came in second twice, or bo- both both locations. That's not my prediction. I'm just bringing that up. It's your prediction. Also, that was Tell 2012 him. then when Keimer won, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah th- those are really good highlights. If everyone watched that, the final round at Valhalla in the 20, 20- I think it's 2012 PGA when Rory won. If it's not Anthony Kim highlights, I'm not watching. It's, get, it's getting dark. I mean, Rory hits a drive. There's like a stream that kind of splits the 18th, and it's so dark you can barely see the ball, and Rory hits his ball, and I think it probably maybe misses the burn by like three feet. It's a pretty fun watch. Am Any, I the last one? Yeah, go for it. Any other predictions? Yeah, I, I'm going to give uh, our listeners a few players to watch this year. Um, my first one is get Joseph, your notebooks out. Joseph Bramlett. I think it's. What are we doing here? I think it's a. He's a twelve-year-old playing. (laughs) You use it in the. I think it's a second year on the PGA. He was a rookie last year. 
He is an absolute bomber. He kind of carries himself like DJ and Brooks just kind of saunters around last year. He was going into the uh, the weekend at the AT&T last, last year. He w- tied for the lead. He uh, he has a lot of game. He's a bo- bomb and gouge guy. The one thing that I thought held him back last year was he wore Skechers. <laughs> but we, we've corrected that in the offseason. He's in foot joys this year. He already has a strong performance at the Sony Open. And I can just I can see him. I think he might win this year. I think he's going to have a breakthrough year. No one really knows about him right now. It was now, the shoes. That's the only I'm, reason. I'm telling you, this guy, his swing, he attacks the ball. It's, in, it's incredible. Yeah, he's abnormally long. I'll say that. He hits it about 350 off the tee. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's see how it goes. All right. Second but how pre- far does he hit it on a simulator? Yeah, Mike, maybe not at X Golf. <laughs> second prediction, a pretty a little more well known guy. JT Poston is going to win a signature event this year. You know, the postman, I love his game. Fun to watch. I mean, Brandon Pierce said it a couple weeks ago that the guy, what do you say? The guy who hits every putt within like ten feet is the guy who's going to win the following week. And right now, JT Poston, I think he's fifteenth on tour in putt percentage from five to fifteen feet. And of the people ahead of him, he's the only one who's played all three events so far. So in my book, he's putting the best right now, and that's just he's just setting himself up for a great year. So I think he's going to win a signature event. I wouldn't be surprised. It's like a Denny McCarthy kind of model. But I like I like Postman. He's a little bit more aggressive, I would say, than Denny. He's fun to watch, a little wild off the tee sometimes. But he's also a little unconventional with his putter. He does like a 10-finger putting grip, which is pretty unusual. A Tiger does, right? So I'll give Tiger that credit. But – there's not too many guys on tour that use a conventional 10-finger putting grip, and he's just, he rolls the rock, man. He, like, looks, every time he hits a putt, it looks like he's just stepping up and hitting it. Like, I don't know, a lot of these guys on tour, they have, like, real athletic, like, putting positions. I mean, like, Spieth comes to mind, like, Adam Scott with, like, the long putter, obviously. But he just looks like he steps up, like, puts his feet real close to the ball and just taps it, and it goes in, like, all the time. It gives me, like, the... The it, Jack Nicholas vibe. It, I was saying, is it kind of like when you just kind of walk up and hit a putt no matter what? And it's yeah. just all, those ones always that's go what, in. That's what it looks situation. like when he's putting. I know he's been playing well, but I didn't realize he's like 13th ranked data golf. He's like 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 13th in data golf? Yeah, he hits the ball wow. all the way for 13. And his OWGR is 34. So, I mean, yeah, he's got plenty of room to grow, but, you know, definitely show. I mean, his past performances is pretty impressive. You ever like if you guys ever played like, like like old guys that are just like great putters and you ever notice they putt like Jack Nicholas where they kind of hunch down they're almost like behind the ball looking down the yeah, line because they have back problems. Well, no, I think that that's just that's what Poston that's what Poston does and he's like I think that's it's maybe not the most consistent way to putt like from short distances it can maybe rear its head a little bit from time to time but it's great for feel and that's what he does and he's a great putter. And my last prediction, just to get into the major feel here, um, I think this is the year Tommy Fleetwood breaks through. I think he's going to win the Masters. Ooh. I like that one. I like the look. A Tommy. Collins says, Tommy says, I'm in. We're all rooting for Tommy. He, he, hits the ball, he hits the ball really high, and I think it takes a high ball flight to win it, Augusta. I mean, I think he really has the game to win there. He's seems to be like, I, he already won once this year. Where was that? Dubai or yeah against Rory yeah yeah beat Rory uh he great Ryder Cup performance he everyone thought he was going to win the um open championship last year after the first two rounds I think it's just a matter of time until he breaks through and I think the Masters is a great place for him to get it done he still hasn't won on the PGA Tour right so he's going to win again this year again yeah Yeah. he's going to get another PGA Tour (laughs) and win rookie of the year yeah yeah, it looks like over the past few years, Tommy's T14, T40, T19, T30, T17 at Augusta. So, yeah, pretty good track record. Lots of cuts made. Just got to get it done on Sunday and Saturday. Any predictions for the uh, President's Cup this year? Yeah, so I was actually just about to bring that up. Oh, sorry. You can and, cut that. <laughs> and hope that it's more competitive. I, You know, off the top of my head, I'm not, I can't really think about 
how different the international team will be than when we were down there. Woozy's playing in this year, Charlotte, a couple years ago, but uh, it'll be like only two Canadians instead of seven. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. not yeah, enough. It, it's in Canada, so there's going to be a hell of a lot more than two, probably. At but, least in uh, attendance. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully, yeah, we we get a lot more uh, competition there. Although, yeah, the U.S. team is going to have a lot to prove after the embarrassment in Rome. I mean, U.S. is going to have an advantage. I mean, they don't have to you know, aggressively travel across the world. Just north of the border. Yeah, so they just got to get a little colder. So who does the who does the international team pick up? Who's I mean, like, maybe by then, do we get the I, live guys back? I was going to say, maybe by then, that, that's Smith, you know, something, there's get a little resolution back. there. Because, Luzi. I mean, you are, you've already had Rory come out and say that, no, no, we're going to make changes to the Ryder Cup so Rom can keep playing even though he left. So yeah. once, you know, if one domino falls, you know, it's inevitable the other ones will. Who's going to be the leader of that team? Hideki still? Sure. It'll be Cam Hideki. Smith, I think. Sungjae? I, I think we could see some turnover with the U.S. team. I mean, I they might they got kind of something. purge some of those uh, all those captain's picks that they made with the Ryder Cup and, and kind of turn over the old guard a little bit, get some of this young talent in there. So this looks Nick, like a... Nick Dunlop makes the team. <clears throat> this looks like a pretty... Amateurs only. Go old school Olympics. Speaking of, we have the Olympics this year. Who's I think this is a, a pretty oh. a pretty recent ranking, but here's international you know, projected as of now. Tom Kim, Jason Day, Sung J.M., Ryan Fox, Min Woo Lee, Corey Connors, Emiliano Grillo, Cam Davis, Hideki, Adam Scott, Siwoo Kim. Pretty solid. So that, you know, falls off quite a bit there. Um but I mean, like Siwoo and Adam Scott and Hideki, yeah, I mean, that's like those are guys that are just a little out of their prime. And Jason Day feels like he's a little vaulted on this list because he's been playing really well recently. But I think he kind of falls into that old guard of guys that this is a this so, is a pretty well. So who folds season. into that again? Going back to lit, the whole live merger thing, Cam Smith. Uh, I know Leishman's on his team. Maybe another guy who gets in there. Is there anybody else? Like, what about the South, South Africa? Yeah, Louis Schwartzel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Abe answer. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Abe. Yeah, Joaquin. Yeah. Joaquin. Oh, Joaquin. Mito. Oh, okay. Team yeah. Turkey. <laughs> I mean, it would absolutely make this team better. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you got to take out Hideki, Adam Scott, and Siwoo Kim to, to supplant some of those new guys. And those are tough names to take out. So, we'll see. I don't know. Like, the Emiliano Grillo and Cam Davis don't scream, like, awesome to me. But those are two guys that are playing, they're playing pretty good golf right now. So, we'll see. Ryan Fox feels like a tough guy to beat in match play. His dad is like a is like one of the best players ever for the All Blacks, the rugby team in New Zealand. So he's like he's like yep. the guy has rapport around the world, man. Like it comes from a sport family. I don't have any personal predictions. I tried that last year and it didn't go so well. So I'm I'm not going to put that much pressure on myself. But I think this is the year this group gets a lot more competitive playing because I think everybody's kind of getting to that level where it's it's much more even. We got Ken playing so much more, so he's no longer the guy kind of shooting in a different stratosphere than everybody else. So I think we're going to get some pretty competitive matches out there. League's going to be insane. I think there'll be, what, five or six of us within a stroke or two of one another. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know, Dub. I think you and I are still <laughs> okay. in a different yeah, actual yeah, more friends. You're adding <laughs> Eric in. Is anyone else listening to this? <laughs> Dub, you're being too kind. He was saying Tyler, Colin, Ken, Tully, and Eric, he was just bringing in someone that's not on the podcast. Now it makes more sense. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of guys right in the same, you know, plus or, plus or minus a stroke or two. That's fair. That's fair. Tailing that comment, I would like to share Ken's prediction for himself in 2024. <laughs> See, you knew everyone had personal predictions. Ken thinks that he will have, I guess he's setting the over-under, essentially, at 20 birdies outside <laughs> 20. of simulator golf. Outside. 
Huh. I don't know. I don't think that's I a think terrible line. I think that he'll get over 20. I think he averaged a birdie around in league last year. He's, he, like he, he always was up there just, in birdies. Yeah. He, he only played in four rounds, but So, how many how many weekends or how many weeks do we play league? Play? Like 20 something, I think. Yeah, mid 20s, I would say. So, he's got to get a birdie every time. <laughs> if, well, I mean, if that's the only time. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll play we'll play, play a couple dozen trip. rounds on the weekends and golf trips, so yeah, he'll probably have he'll get, you know, 40, 50 rounds in the book, 18s total when you add up a couple league plays. I think 20 is a good line for him. All right, over. I think he gets it. Yeah, I think he gets it. it. I don't think he's going to track it, so we'll I just think, have to I think we it. should do that. A birdie counter for everybody. You track your rounds and your birdies. We keep it. The league website keeps it for us. That We just need sure. to be able to keep it outside of league, which sounds inevitably impossible, but we'll do our best. I got it. I'll do the scorecards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of league predictions, since I'm going to make a showing this year, um, good bit. My um, my league prediction is I'm going to kick Colin's ass. That is my league prediction. That's wow. funny because that That's leads right into my prediction, which is that you guys are going to play in the championship, finally deciding who's the better golfer because you guys never want to take that man. And Colin's going to throw because he just wants to not be the best. We'll see. We'll see if Tip's man enough to show up on the first tee come week one. I'm finally going to start trying, and I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I'm excited to get. I'm assuming that we will get Ken a little bit more frequently this year. I think he's going to figure out his teaching schedule, and I'm excited to see like he's not teaching a summer class. Exactly, that's what I'm hoping, and that he he'll be way more available. But Ken in league play actually is it gets really funny. Like when he starts having good rounds and stuff, it's fun to watch. That one round he had seven putts through seven holes, and he was explaining how this is going to be a feat for the ages. And then (laughs) I think he he got snake and three putted on nine. Just unbelievable, unbelievable. Speaking of snake, that's going to get real expensive here. You're not going to want to lose snake this year. (laughs) Ben, do you have any personal predictions? Personal predictions, I don't know. I think yeah, I got one that I'm gonna come top. <laughs> do not, Pause. do not, do not come. I'm gonna come top ten in the Frederick City Amateur next year. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yep. we're gonna grind it out a little bit. It was fun to get back a little bit of that competitive juices for the last year's event. I don't know when you know, the first round was like you could I could feel knocking the dust off just a, just a few shots here and there that were bad. But then when you guys came out and watched me on the front nine on the second day, it kind of felt like it was there. We just got to work a little harder to make it more consistent. Do not. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> All right, I think that wraps it up for us today. Guys, if you haven't, head on over to Instagram and follow us at Big Players Only Pod. We just posted a reel of our recent preview at X Golf. Check it out. Lots of good shots, lots of good times there. Stay tuned for events that we'll possibly be hosting there. We got a great, uh, great management team there, and we'll be looking to utilize that space here in the winter months. Thanks everyone for joining us. See you next time.